as we all know, the Kardashians are about to have their last season. I don't know what your opinions on that, but it's time for them to go, and I think you can replace them. So yeah, let's do it. I'll take the I'll take the check. I'll take the yes. exposure. I'll take the TV show. Today's episode is brought to you by Out of Office Roasters. Please support this up-and-coming Asian-American-ran coffee roaster line by visiting www.outofofficeroasters.com. Hi everyone, it's Adrian Pangilinan here again, and welcome back to Soul Supremacy, where we talk about all things unapologetic, all things passion, and in pursuit of. Okay, so we made it to episode 12, I believe, of the series, and um, if you've been tuning in, thank you and welcome back. And if it's your first time, thank you again for joining us. And we truly hope that you really are able to get something out of today's episode, in which I know you will, because for today, we have the awesome Dante Palmer all the way from Florida, right, Florida? Yes, Florida. Florida, correct. That's correct. Yes, sir. How are you? How are you I'm doing, doing today? I'm good. Just, just living in Florida life. I mean, I don't know. You said you're from California, so I know you get some good weather, so we can yeah. we, we can relate to that. So I think we're about 75 degrees today. I'm not complaining. Mm. Um, just had a long day of work, you know, just happy mm. being a husband, um, a father, an individual. Yeah. So I'm, just, I'm living life today. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay, so just a little intro about um, Dante Palmer. Dante M. Palmer, excuse me, is he is a public figure, a husband and father, self-published author, filmmaker, a TEDx speaker. Yes, so you're yes, yes. The, yeah, so you're actually the second TEDx speaker that I know. I I know of the first person excuse me the first person that i know is someone that i went to school with and okay. that's awesome and um you can he he is seen in black af netflix is that how you say it or do you actually black say the whole thing no it's black af <laughs> black af okay no i i read it last and i was like i i think it's black af yes yeah, on it. netflix um he's been featured in forbes parents and many more and he is also the founder of the movement called Squad for Change. Squad for Change, that's correct. Yes, that's yeah. correct. <laughs> that's so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. No, thank um, you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, just just a little um backstory to actually how Dante and I actually crossed paths. And yeah. I mentioned this in the last episode with Isabel Holado, our um fashion designer here in California, was through Clubhouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. A new app I just got what two weeks ago, and I've just been networking, using it to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, reaching out to people who have podcasts, I don't care how small or large it is. Um, I have a story that resonates on, with parents on every platform. So, my goal is to really try to seek out how, uh, as many platforms as I can in the year 2021 to continue to push my story. So, um, yeah, you reached out and I, I responded, and that's why we're here today. Yeah, it's it's funny because. That was actually a while. Well, not too not too long, but it, but it was a while back. And I remember just kind of passively listening, and then I heard you talk. And like towards the end, I heard you like you were introducing yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I like the last part. I heard you say that you were looking for opportunities to be in a podcast, and I was like, "Yes, go ahead, <laughs> absolutely." I mean, I'm, I'm open. I'm an open book to everybody. So, like I said, if you, even if you're listening now, you have a podcast. Get information i'm pretty sure will be listed somewhere reach out to me i'll respond and we can set it up so yeah yeah Yeah, it's relatable approachable okay okay so actually before we get started i have some icebreaker questions okay i'm ready okay so the first one is what are five facts about you or five Mm -hmm. things about you that people wouldn't normally know from meeting you for the first time wow that's a good one five facts that people would not know about me um I'm really in a, I'm an aggressive person. I'm really aggressive, uh, but I come off happy, excited, um, comedic, but I do, uh, I'm aggressive uh, in a sense. Um, another thing is I love words of affirmation. I mean, if you tell me how mm. good I look, if you tell me that you're happy with me or proud with me, that really makes me excited. And I don't tell too many people cause I don't, it's also as a double edged sword. I don't like praise though. That makes sense. I don't want people to praise me. But I want people to give me small Ooh, words of affirmation. I, I, I get that actually because from what I'm hearing, it sounds like receive like words of affirmation is part of your languages of love as Absolutely. receiving. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's so next? I mean, this you don't praise me, but give me a little bit of give me a little bit of you know the, the come up. Just give me something. Um, number three, something that people will not know about me when they mm-hmm. first meet me. 
Um, I love honey buns. Um, I'm a honey bun <laughs> critic. I uh, tear honey bun up. Um, <laughs> that's, that's I'm, I'm like, funny. like I would honey buns or steak. I'll probably pick a honey bun. Um, number four. Um, I am writing a autobiography of my life, so I have a book. Ooh. No one knows about that yet. So it's actually the first yes. person telling, honestly, on a podcast format. Yeah, and I'm writing a book about my life. That is going. You heard it here on my channel. Your exclusive. You heard it here first. Your exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Um, and that's the book. But then also my fifth one is the details mm -hmm. in the book. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't know a lot about my my my. Um, I would say my darkest secrets, but that will be revealed inside the book. Um, one of them I can mention. I can mention now that I'm actually so much better from. I was an abuser, right? I was an abuser. That's the word I was. Um, but that's also being featured in a book about the experiences that I, um, that other people had endured dealing with me, and now how I am a different man now, and um, and writing my sorries, my 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 uh, my steps of healing. So that'll be all in a book. So that's that's my five things. But I think the the biggest one is the honey bun. I mean, I love some <laughs> damn honey buns. <laughs> well, oh, oh wow. Well, first of all, um, well, just just thank you for your honesty. Well, and, definitely. Um, and and it's uh, I I didn't get a chance to mention this to you earlier, but um, I'm 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 very very honored and grateful to be talking to you, especially coming from a father's perspective, you know, because absolutely, you know, I which which I'll tell you in a bit, but it's just like it's 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 fitting. There you go to be able to have this kind of like conversation right. about. Um, th th this dynamic basically to have this dynamic. So, so, so I'm super excited for this. Okay. So the next question is, um, morning person or evening person? Morning person, hands down. Morning. What, uh, what time do you wake up? Seven in the morning. Is it, is it all the time or is it just gonna? Right, well, it's, it's by, it's by force because my, my oldest son has football practice. That's why I have to oh. take him to football, early football practice. So I have to get up because he gets up so I can take him. But, um, yeah, but if he, but the thing is weird though, is if he, has a day where he doesn't go to practice. I'm waking up at six thirty. So six thirty-seven uh -huh. is usually when my, my body wakes up anyway. So mm. definitely okay. more than a person. Nice. Okay. Um, what is your favorite book? Um, Adventures with Liam and CT. Go order it on Amazon. <laughs> Walmart. Yes, plug a plug in. You better. Yes. Yeah, my book, my first published book. Um, that's by by far my favorite book now because I mean it's showing my son is a superhero and i think that's every parent's dream is to encourage and push their kids to be their own superhero so now my three-year-old now sees himself in a book and he thinks he's a superhero now there are pros and cons the pros is that he sees himself <laughs> yes. as a superhero yes. the con is he sees himself as a superhero so he's jumping <laughs> off counters and refrigerators and he's trying to jump off the car so he's doing all crazy stuff but i'm happy that he sees himself featured in a book so that's my favorite that that is hilarious because, um, well, well, first of all, I, I mean, it's it's really about time that we just representation, absolutely, which is really the true line of our conversation here. Which is why when you started when you were talking, I was like, and it's funny because I have been, believe it or not, I have been very selective so far mm -hmm. with the people that I interview because it's my time and energy, and I absolutely, and, and I actually haven't even like interviewed my close friends yet and we're all in the content creation circle so so you so you can already imagine that that's an right. easy shoe in but then mm -hmm. i decided to kind of go outside of the circle first and just be like who do i like like who can i specifically like talk to one by one as i build absolutely so of course sharing your story i was like i'm gonna ask this man over here <laughs> if Let's he says it. no oh well <laughs> so there is you always gotta shoot your shot i mean there's so many times where um, I want to interview on this platform or partner with this brand or this company. Oh, yeah, they yeah, say no. Um, they say no all the time. Some, a lot of times they say, I say, I have had a lot of no's, but it's that one yes that changed your life. And so, yeah, just keep asking. And the, the door yeah. opens for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, and also, I well, also, like, just sorry, a little segue. I'm, 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 I'm the king of segues. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. That's, but, that's um, awesome. Let's do it. Tangent. But, um, yeah, so that's really the reason why I decided to do, not just do this, but my YouTube channel in general, on the contrary to graduating from college with a degree, I'm going to go to YouTube and not do the nine to five thing in which I actually have a, a question for that about you later. And also realizing that like learning it the hard way that I am meant 
to create my own doors and open my own doors versus like just kind of knocking and knocking and knocking mm. and being rejected for so long. I was like, I don't have, I, I, I don't have much time, you know? Like, right, I don't have absolutely. Much time. Absolutely. So then I was like, I'm just going to go create this and see where it goes. And two years later, as we're having this conversation, congratulations. Like Thank you. You know, like having like having conversations like these is really such a such an evidence of kind of just leaning into your own truth, speaking your truth and just kind of living by that. And yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. OK, next question. Uh, favorite. Oh, oh, wait, no, you did say your favorite food. Uh, Honey buns. You did okay, okay. Um, yes, honey buds. Okay, so my last question is, which is not even on there. That's funny. Um, if you were to have a TikTok dance challenge, mm -hmm. what would the first move look like? Dance move, dance the, challenge. My dance challenge will be um the Joomba challenge. What is it? Show me. Show us. Uh, I don't know how to do it, but in my mind, it sound, it looks right, but I can't okay. do it in my own life. But it's a June bug challenge. Um, okay. Now, my wife, I would love for her to do the busted challenge for me. That's, mm. the, one, that's the one I would love for her to do for me. I <laughs> I, I was um, low-key stalking <laughs> your profile when, as I was doing my research, and not only is she beautiful. Thank you. You, like, all, all of y'all, like, like your family is so beautiful. I'm thank like, you. I appreciate yes, family. it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, family. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well, real talk over here. As we all know, the Kardashians are about to have their last season. I don't know what your opinions on that, but it's time for them to go, and I think you can replace them. So, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I take the I take the check. I take the yes. exposure. I take the TV show. Um, e network. The, the e network. Will definitely do it. E network if you're if y'all are tuning in come on let's, bring, let's, let's bring in real people real people, people with real stories real people with real stories in the first episode i'm gonna keep saying that i'll be sitting at the table eating a honey bun with eggs that's what i'll do <laughs> yeah well i mean they're definitely gonna be your sponsors so oh absolutely I'm, I'm gonna try to get a sponsor one day that would be funny if I actually get a sponsor from them. So I'll be I'll be amazed. <laughs> the, the, the power of word. The power of word. Oh, absolutely. Little Debbie's. Word. If you want yes. to be listening, Little Debbie's, give me that sponsorship. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you really want it bad enough, it'll happen. You'll have absolutely. a whole bunch of like, money buns. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dante. Um, actually, thank you for asking the first question. But I am interested even more to learn more about who you are as a person. So if you could actually um, delve more into that, please. Right, 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 right. So I think we dive into who I am as a person. I am a loving, um, fun, comedic person who loves to just interact with family and friends and just, I'm a dancer. Well, I'm not a real dancer. I, da I, I dad dance, if that makes sense. Um, I love to cook. I, love, I have a smoker. I love to cook meats for my family. I, love, I just love to, uh, I'll say... I guess, pro uh, push, provide support to my family. Um, I'm the type of person that, that always digs into the future. I'm a futuristic type of guy. I don't like to live for the moment. I like to live for the future, which is a bad thing in a sense, because sometimes you have to really smell the flowers and enjoy where you are now, because tomorrow's not promised. And I have a hard time doing that. Um, but I'm just trying to think about what's ahead of me. And I think that's a good quality in me, because I always have something to chase. Um, if you ask any kid who is a favorite idol, who's superhero, you probably say Spider-Man, Superman. I think I'm my own hero. Who am I 10 years from now? What does that guy look like? So I'm trying to my best to kind of like um, make him happy in a sense. Prove myself to him 10 years from now. Who was, because I know where I was just two years ago and I was well, I ain't better now than I was two years ago. So now where I am now, how can I be, who was that guy five, 10 years from now? So I'm chasing that guy every day to make sure that I make him happy. Um, so that's who I am. Just a guy that just want to push my life to help, uh, to help bring together other people, push theirs as well. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? Actually, um, I, yeah, I myself for a long time have been uh, guilty of really just like, so laser focused that I'm like, mm -hmm. like a hundred centuries, like ahead of the future, you know, versus being right. present you know, because it does take a certain level of um, vulnerability mm -hmm. to really be present. Because when, when you're present, you really have to, like, feel what you're feeling. And you have, oh, absolutely. To, absolutely. have to, to work through that. So then you can actually move forward. Like, absolutely. 
all together. I agree. Yeah. So that's the thing. I just I just work every day just to, you know, live my life better in the future. So what am I doing now to sort of add the roots or the seeds that spring out as a flower? Yes. Five teams. Yeah. So today I'm planting seeds. Tomorrow I'm I'm start watering it, and hopefully two or three years from now it starts giving me the the um the work that I put into the ground. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. 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 It does perfectly. Um, okay, so my next question is, um, from your perspective, oh, I mean, I know I already answered it, but I'm going to ask anyways. So how did we meet and cross paths? Um, the, 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 the app Clubhouse. Um, I wasn't really even interested in the app. Um, a lot of friends like you have to get on it. It's a great way to network and market. So I was like, all right, let me just try it. And the first day, I hated it. I, mean, I was going to a lot of rooms called Demon Time and Baddies mm-hmm. Only. And only handsome men invited. I'm like, what is okay. this? This is nonsense. It's like a grown ass um, party room. So they like, you know what? Let me go back the next day and start finding more rooms. I guess those are the people I was following marketing <laughs> rooms and brand influence rooms and yeah. this promotion work here. So I started tapping into these rooms and we went to one room. I forgot the name of it. I think it was um, Market I, Yourself, I guess, one of these rooms. Yeah, something and, like that. I forgot to actually what room. Yeah, and I was on a um, stage and I spoke on my brand and I was interested in looking for um, podcasters to you know reach out to me, and that's so how he met. He reached out, and you were really um, surprised that I responded. Yes, um, I was. I'm just the I was type like... of person that respond. Well, I try my hardest to respond to every comment and every message because I know the feeling to try to reach out to somebody and they don't respond back. Um, yeah. We are never too good not to respond to a message. Now, if you were like Beyonce, and I'm pretty sure she has a million messages. My thing is try to at least answer five of them. I mean, I never had anybody come to me and say, oh my gosh, Beyonce just responded to me, had a conversation with me. I don't see those celebrities doing it. I know it's tough and I know it's hard work and I know it may be draining or straining your life, but my thing is just try. And that's what I do. I just try to respond and you never know what's in your, your inbox waiting for you. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to be on this platform. So. Thank you. And also the doors that you're opening up to. Absolutely. You know? For other people, you know, because I don't yeah. know where this where this is going to take you. You know what I mean? This may be an interview that takes you to the next level. And I can sit back and say, you know what? I'm happy that I was able to help somebody out. So this is where, that's why, that's why I do what I do. Thank you. Um, okay. So actually, um, just to... Are you still on Clubhouse? Like, how, like how has that whole thing worked out for you? And I, and I guess too, like, did you get any more? Um, how was your turnout after you did that? Um, so yeah, so I uh, actually want, um, two other um, interviewers prior to you, and I have one more. Oh. Um, I think in the next two weeks. So that nice. worked out. Um, am I still on Clubhouse? I go on every once in a while. I dib and dab about. Um, mm-hmm. It's just I'm just so busy with the work that I have going on on now. So when I have some time, I'll tap into it. If I can find a room that I'm interested in, I'll go ahead and get my two cents and leave out. But then again, I find myself coming to a lot of rooms of people who 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 say they're professionals, and then once I start doing my research, they're not a professional at all. So I'm really mindful and really cautious and really um, I, I'm slow to move when I get information from people that say they are these experts and they're really not. You know what I mean? Everyone's an expert on social media these days. So that I um, I came to find out. <laughs> yeah everyone is yeah everybody's and an expert somewhere yeah which is fine but it's i fine. think it's, it's it's fine but but i think what's interesting about the app the voice over app clubhouse if you're watching this let's talk okay uh, mm-hmm. because this is the second time i've talked about clubhouse um is that you can really hear like people's sincerity like i, I for me personally i'm not sure about you but i can feel people's character through their yeah. voice mm-hmm. you know so which is even more important because i'm an empath so it's like when, so when i heard you talk i was like kind of yeah. like gauging for a while and then actually when you got to the like when you got when you had wrapped up your whole thing i was like oh, i'm gonna ask him that was like yeah, a well, solid kind of deal and you have to be really careful what you listen to. Some people have some great advice, some sound advice, but then some people just are out the rocket. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, can't tell. Egos, egos. This one, yeah. I hit the little button at the bottom says leave quietly. That's what I do. <laughs> Sometimes I want to leave loudly. I don't mean to, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. leave out because I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my friend. So my next question for you is um, we're actually going to take it, take this back to your childhood because. Okay. I love asking this question to everyone. Okay. So um, if you don't mind me asking, I'm curious to see how Dante was like as a kid growing up. And a follow-up question is, 
So do you feel like your upbringing has influenced the way you show up for your family now? Oh hell yeah! Um, as a as a kid, you know, I had some great experiences and some great moments with my dad and my mom. My mom loved my mom, loved my dad to death. Um, but it was like when I got the age of eight or nine, there was a sudden switch. We had this always in my mind. I always looked at us as the Cosby family. And Ooh. sometimes the Cosby family now. I love the Cosby, the Cosby work, show. Yeah, the word yeah. Cosby is kind of bad now. It's kind of tainted. But back in the 90s, when we said Bill Cosby, it was like, that's the family you need to be. That's how we were. We're my mom and dad were married. We have with five kids, five of us, you know, mm. working hard and work, just being genuine kids. Um, mm. And then uh, we had a pulled into the room. My mom said, you know, her and my dad was getting divorced. And we were just shattered. You know what I mean? Um, this when we started realizing, when I started getting older, I started realizing that my dad was addicted to drugs and alcohol. And he was abusive. Um, but the thing is, at the end of the day, I still, I still love my dad. I think every child still have a love for their dad, regardless of their right or wrong. And that's what I did. So I grew up from 12 to 17, 18, 19 years old. And my dad was out in and out the house. Um, but actually, at one point, he, he actually did, he, had, he left for a while. But that affected me as a as a as a kid, you know, a kid who was who was so. We go back to this love language. Where's the affirmation? Looking for people to affirm me, and my dad used to affirm me a lot. So when I stopped, when I missed that, I started growing hate for my dad. I mean, I you know I hate this man. Where are you going? What are you doing? So from age, it's all throughout my whole year of college, I just stopped caring for my father. Um, and then I graduated and. Uh, my dad didn't come to my graduation, so they kind of like put. And, I, and my point, I'm still saying I hate him ver- verbally, but and as I'm walking on stage, I'm, I'm kind of visually trying to look to see if he's there, and he wasn't. So they kind of hit me hard again. Um, so when I got older, and uh, so that's who I was. I was as a kid, I was just that guy, that kid that was really trying to find my father's love. And I didn't get it like I wanted to. So now you said the question is, did it affect me and make me the man I am today? Absolutely. That's why my boys, I'm there every second of the day. Um, they grow a hair on their chin. I'm going to be there with a microphone glass to look at it because I'm so excited that you got a first beard here. Um, if they tell me something about a girlfriend, uh, I'm like, dude, tell me about it. You know what I mean? And I'm there every every practice, every recital you may have, every graduation, I won't miss a I won't miss a, a damn one because I am now doing something my dad didn't do. And I know how it affects children as they grow up. And I don't want near one of my three boys to feel the same hurt I felt growing up. So that's why I'm so animated. That's why we my son came to me and said, Dad, you have a YouTube channel already up. You're not posting. Can we just do some videos on there on your platform and do some crazy food combinations? And I, my head, I'm like, I hate this idea. I don't want to mix tuna fish and jelly. I don't want to do that. But since you think it's a cool idea, you know what? I'm going to give you the, the space to go ahead and do it. I'm going to participate in that. And I'm going to hate it. And I'm going to tell you I hate it. But when we promote this as a family, we're going to do it together as one body because father and son or mother and daughter, or whatever the dynamic is in your household, it matters. And that's what I am now. I lack something, and I'm bringing that same lack that I had in my life and adding it to my boys so they don't have to lack what I lack. So, mm, Beautiful. Um, I have this question, and I'm a little nervous to ask. but no, ask. I'm transparent. But you know what? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, this is literally what I practice in this show. So um, I'm just going to go at it. So mm-hmm. um, what if one day one of your kids uh, or not even that. Okay. I, I guess my real question is um, what if you're, what if eventually one of them ends up being different than how you expected them to be? Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see how you would possibly what if, feel about that. The thing is, um, and it has happened. Well, even this, we had conversations with my family. So let's, before I go to the fatherhood part, I will say even with my, my, my siblings, right? You know, people coming out say they are like the same sex or they have relationships with someone of the same sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hit me hard and affected me because, you know, I grew up as a Christian, faithful. Yes. I'm a, more of a conservative, I'll say. So read what the word, what the word says, and that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still stand by that, right? Mm-hmm. But yes. my thing is, even with, but my, my question I always ask myself is, I'm not God. I'm saying, who am I to judge someone else's walk, life, 
their the way they live, the way they love, um, what they eat. You know what I mean? If you want to be vegan, if you want to eat keto, if you want to eat chicken and rice every day, that's on you. You know what I mean? I can say eat healthy, but if you don't want to do that, that's on you. I can't push that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I stand up with that. If one of my sons came home and said they were different, I guess one thing: what is different? I mean, we have to, first of all, what does the word "different" mean, right? But if they mm-hmm. came home and said it was something that I didn't want to raise. I have to sit there and have a hard conversation. What what is going on? What is happening? Like what is what is your what what is what makes you happy? I think at the end of the day, I never want my kids to feel as though I don't support them in anything, right? Mm-hmm. So they are they're happy. And the thing is, I'm not gonna say it's not tough. So we're we talking about my if my oldest son come home and say, you know, dad, you know, I have a boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be a tough thing to have. It's gonna be tough for me. I'm gonna be yes, cool. yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be tough. Yeah, but I yeah. had a conversation. I'm like, no, I because I'm curious. Why, who, what, when, where, how? You know what I'm saying, um, was it anything I did? Was it anything I didn't do? Was it something that you experienced? Was it something that you that you love that you like? I want to know the full context of it mm-hmm. so I can learn. So now, when at the end of the day, I can ask those questions and I can be upset and I can sit down with you and have some joyous conversations. But I'm asking these questions in purpose so I can so I can protect you. And when I say mm-hmm. by protect is if someone else come and try to chastise you, I know this, I can stand in front of you as a parent and I can whoop their ass because no one's going to chastise my children. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you may do like this person, you might like that person, you may want to do this, you may want to be I'm Christian, you may even want to be Muslim, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm your parent, I'm your guardian. And if someone else got something to say, they got to check me first. They got to come to me first. And then when I come back to you, I can say, we can have a conversation. You know what I mean? This is what's happening because this some people in the world may hate you because of these certain things. But the only person you don't have to worry about hating you is me because I'm your dad. And this is your mom. We're going to protect you. We're going to make sure that you're protected. And that's my job. My job is to be a provider, a protector. A pastor, minister, mm-hmm. a dad, whatever. All the titles you want to give a dad to around your children, that's what I want to do. So I'm, the first thing I'm going to do is ask those questions because I want to know so I can learn because I just don't know. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Um, but then the second thing is now we have to, this is what you want to do. Okay, now it's my job to protect you. Let's, let's take these steps together. You know what I mean? So that's what I'll do. Wow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. The thing is, I won't be... If, if I think some people' reaction would be, he's kicked out the house and I have to abandon them and do that. I can't do that because at the end of the day, we are mm-hmm. humans. We have emotions. And then I'm going back off my word of saying, my dad left me. And that's what I was looking for. And I'm doing the same thing for my child because it may be a different dynamic. Now, he's going to grow up and say, my dad left me. I hated him. And now we love, I love my dad again because we had, my son don't have to go through that. So, Hey, you got experiences. Let me learn. Let's sit down and talk. Let's write it out. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Let's let's, let's build the relationship. So let's go. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So that's it. So my thing is let my boys be who they are. Um, Of course, you know, every parent wants their child to kind of raise them in the guidelines. They want to raise them. That's that's what parents do. And I mean, like, you know what? You want to play football, you know what I mean? I think sometimes parents have these unwanted passions that they didn't they didn't do, but now they want their kids to do. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to be a basketball player, I just mm-hmm. didn't have it, but now I'm trying to push my sons to play basketball, but they don't like it. So now I'm like, you know what? Why am I pushing my my passions on them? Let him go ahead and do what he wants to do. Yeah. So that's what they're doing now. So now, what do you want to do? My one son plays one play soccer. I don't want to play football. My baby, he wants to be a gamer. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit down and support. I'm going to learn what they're doing, learn their craft, and now I can teach them how to be better at it. Mm-hmm. Wow, thank you. I, You're welcome. No, no, yeah, that was really the question that I wanted to ask just because, you know, I mean, as, as well, you know, I, I on my end, it's, it's I, I, I can super relate to that. Mm-hmm. And um, without maybe saying too much, but I just do really wish that, I'm not always feeling the disappointment. You, you, you know, right, it's right, like, right, 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 right. It's, That's the it's, best thing. it's a lot for a person to carry. It's like, yeah, when it's you know that, and then at some point for me personally, I've like internalized it long enough that I started to believe it. And now 
where I'm at with all of this is learning to unwire. Like, like I am not other people's perceptions of me, mm. you know? And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, the, actually, the last thing I want to say about that is I think, well, for parents in general, regardless, I think really it seems like the biggest, not goal, you know, but the biggest, I guess, goal of really at the end of the day is just to make sure that your kids end up being good good kids. Good, 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 good citizens. My boys, I just want them to grow up. That's my thing is, I tell my boys all the time, I, I do everything I do so I can get old. So like I said, you guys happily married with children. So I can now not, I don't, when I get older, I, I don't care. When they start having kids, that's the moment I stop caring about them. And that's, I said that jokingly. I stop I caring about y'all. I, I want my grandbabies. I just want them to grow up, be good, good Santa citizens, have grandbabies so I can hold my grandchildren and just love on them. That's what mm-hmm. I want. So yeah, just, yeah, just, I want them to be yeah, older and just successful. That's my, that's my goal. If you, um, I had a, Instagram, my Instagram page that went viral, mm-hmm. that name was three boys underscore one goal. Had three boys and uh, had one goal. People said, what's the one goal? One goal was for them to be successful in anything they want to do. So that's what I want them to do. Just grow up, get old, be successful, and I can sit back and say, no, I did my damn job and I did it right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also, too, like as we actually just keep <clears> on moving <throat> this interview, you are literally showing them by doing. Absolutely. Which, is, absolutely. which which is so important it's it's so important especially i mean like even if you put aside the the, the, the complexities and the layers of mm-hmm. you know, being a person of color especially where you right. live it's just there's just so many things right that absolutely. can be like it can make it harder to just to show up for your kids as you are and to just kind of like let right, absolutely the armor the guard down you know absolutely okay um so my, my next question is uh so going back to your clubhouse introduction, that same one that I was like, hey, I'm going to interview him. I, I remember you mentioned that you used to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious, um, what made you leave that job to pursue uh, what you're doing now? <laughs> I was actually fired. Oh, no. I was fired. I'm sorry. But, no, it was good because I was working at a charter school. And um, <sighs> this is when Squad for Change went viral. So the next morning I went to school. I mean, my students was a high school. My students, so I'm Mr. Palmer. You are so famous. Wait, the prince of, wait. Uh-huh. Oh, go, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. No, so, no, wait, no, wait. So, so, so ahead, you were ahead, fired because of it? I was. I was. So the principal was like, you know, they wanted to, you know, get me to start promoting the school under the Squad for Change umbrella. But I told them, I said, this is my personal life. This is my job. It's my professional life. I can't have both. I can't. If you, I mean, if you're going to do the residual... Centrals, we can talk, but and absolutely, and we're bringing, bringing media attention to, the, and this is what it was the height of his career. I mean, Forbes is called, Washington Post is called. I, I saw up. it. Yeah, I think I saw it on the, the real. I was watching yeah, the real. real. Yes, real. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, um, the real daytime. Yeah, the real daytime. That's it. Yes. So um, they were like, you know, can you, you know, put your put our GoFundMe page because they had a GoFundMe page on your your Instagram bio so people can start donating money to the school. And I told them, I said, I can't. And then the next day they fired me because <laughs> I didn't want to help with their funding because of the viral sensation. But every blessing, every every curse is a blessing. Um, they curse, they cussed me out and they pushed me out the door, but it has enhanced me to really start focusing on this campaign. And I really got what I wanted to get done. And I'm here now and I'm so happy that I was fired. It's funny. I was so happy I was fired. In the moment, I was so stressed out because I wasn't getting money and I wasn't working, but it really pushed me to greatness. Yeah. And now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And I never said this in an interview. So this is the first exclusive too. <laughs> thank you. Principal Michael LaRoche, thank you for firing me. I appreciate you. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. So the reason why I'm laughing, I'm like, I'm not laughing. Because, I'm not laughing because I think your story is funny. I'm laughing because literally the same thing happened to me. But okay. So on my end, um, about a year ago, actually, um, January 21st, I remember the day. I, I used to um I used to be a caregiver for um people with special needs. Um I, I loved it. I loved it, you know, just being able to be there for them mm-hmm. to like kind of fill that void within myself. But <clears throat> let's just say that I was struggling towards the end of it. And um super long story short, I had a story too. Um it it started it 
all of this happened because of a bus pass and I had lost a bus pass over and over again. My job <laughs> had given me so many chances. I just knew that they were not, I just knew that they were going to let me go. I knew they were going to fire me because I lost that bus pass. Like I'm clumsy and I'm just like kind of all over the place. <laughs> so this happened around December and I was like, I'm so sorry. And they were like, Oh Lord have mercy. But I knew they were going to let me go. So you better believe I jumped the shark before <laughs> it's safe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Jump. Yeah. Take it off. Yeah. Jump out before they sink you. And that's what happened. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I, I give it all. I give all. I give all my credit and success to Principal Michael LaRoche. I appreciate yes. it. And so for if you're me, watching, the, right, yes. so if, if Michael, you watching? Thanks, Mike. I know he won't. I'll tag him. Be like, hey. But no, yeah. Well, for me, it's thanks to the bus pass because I. It, it's just funny because. I think I, I really was asking for a sign. I, I was like, Lord God, the man above, the person above, whoever's really up there. I'm like, please give me a sign. Please give me a sign. Right. And I lost the bus pass. And I was like, oh, no. This is it. This is it. This is my sign. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I got off the bus. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. So, um, no, actually, that's perfect because that does segue me to the next question is, so you were so from what you just said, you you were let go really because of your um because you didn't want to mix your their, personal yeah. with professional per, professional and personal, right. which at the end of the day sucks. They should have done that to you. But either right. way, like what you said, it, it was their loss, not right. yours. Absolutely. Um so my question is when was that when was Squad for Change born? Um, that was born in October of 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, October 2017. Um, mm-hmm. This was the random time I got fired. And the thing is, we went to a restroom and um, my oldest son followed, not knowing we were about to start a global movement. Um, took the picture, posted on Instagram about two weeks later, and it, just was, it was born. It just, the next morning, went virtually viral everywhere. Um, it wasn't until we started sitting down, noticing how much attention, how much press we were getting, where we sat back and said, "No, well, that's it's created a nonprofit called Squat for Change." And that's what we did. We started building and started researching how to do nonprofit work. We got mm-hmm. into it, and that's when we started getting brand partnerships like Pampers and um, um, celebrities like Jessica Alba and Tyrese yes. and Ti, and who else? Lord John Legend. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that on Google. It's a lot of a lot of um, celebrities reaching out to just give their support um, mm. for Squad for Change, and this one was born so about in October, about two and a half years ago. So we're just moving and growing, and we are, you know, making it work. So mm. nice. My, um, I have a follow up question. So yep. I, um, so the day, so actually, so the day that you had like said yes to being in an interview, I was sharing this with my friends, and and mm. granted, they're older than me they were asking why the picture was taken. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm curious. Why was the picture oh, so, taken? So it was it's simple. I mean, I have, Isaiah was 13. He's 14 now, so he's 12. Um, mm-hmm. We actually went out that day to go get his phone fixed. Um, <laughs> so he, he hasn't had a cell phone for about two or three months. It was broken. I was like, I'm not going to keep paying for this phone to get fixed every time you break it. So we went to family dinner. Uh, we were eating. Liam, of course, used the bathroom himself. So mm-hmm. it's usually, and I know it's not nothing I was seeking or searching for. I was like, you know what? Chain is t- typically no chaining tables in restrooms anyway. So yeah. I was putting it at Isaiah so I could hold them. And this was the first time I even, even did that position, not one of the first times. I did it multiple times. So when I went to the restroom, <laughs> threw Liam over my lap, and I'm changing them. Isaiah just thought the oldest thing was with me. He's, he's like my diaper assistant. So get pass me a new diaper, pass me some new clothes, you know, those those type of things. Or if it's a blowout, I have somebody to help me, assist me while I'm in that damn squat position. Um, yeah. So as I'm done and I'm just tightening tightening them up and, you know, getting him ready to pull his pants up, Isaiah just pulls his phone out to take a picture and he laughs at it. And I, at this moment, I didn't even know he took the picture, to be honest with you. It wasn't until we got back to the table. He was like, Mom, look at that changing Liam. And I was like, all right, uh-huh. cool. And we didn't laugh about it. We didn't have a moment. We didn't say, aha, this is the aha moment to go viral. Mm. It was just like, all right, cool, let's go to, let's eat dinner. We ate. And then it wasn't about two weeks later. I was like, hey, Isaiah, send me that picture. I just want to post it on Instagram. And that was it. And I posted it. And I got that night, got two or three likes. So I, I get that I get asked that question a lot, like why was it taken? That take that mm-hmm. picture was taken because my 
my comedic 12-year-old son at the time thought it was funny and took a picture mm. of it. And I was like, all right, here. There we go. So it was nothing more to it. It was just something that we just naturally do. First of all, we love, we're content creators, especially my son. He wants to be a photographer. Well, he did at one point want to be a photographer. So that was some just snapping away pictures. He's got so many pictures of his phone. And if I can just post all his pictures and they go viral too, then by all means, let's go do it. But not knowing that this one picture of me changing the sun would change the narrative or spark conversation around the world about fathers and changing diapers. What was um what was your son's name? The one who took your picture? Isaiah is the oldest. Who Isaiah. Took the picture. Yeah. Isaiah. Isaiah, if you're watching this, good yeah, job. He'll watch it. He will. <laughs> he just, like, he's 14 <laughs> now. He's like a 14-year-old football player. So he's like, oh, I don't care. So that's yeah. how his attitude is. He's just a teenager. You know how they are. So uh, uh-huh. yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, uh, as as he was sharing that story, the, the the very thing that was coming to my mind is vulnerability. Right. And um, the fact that you didn't really mm-hmm. give an F about the post. It was just like, it was just really or- organic. It was organic. It was so organic. It was just in a moment. It came from a place of love, even laughter. And you were like, mm-hmm. hey, let me, two weeks later, two weeks later, let, let, me going to post up, it. let me show up as I am. And let me just say what's in my heart. And the rest was history. The rest was know? history. That's the thing. Because I see, I see a lot of people... Even some parents go viral, and I ask when I talk to them. It was stage content. Like, we did this, we did it this way, and it went viral. I'm like, oh, I, I can't live my life like that. That's why some people even ask me why hasn't my following gone up since then. My following has grown for the, over the last two years, but some people think I should have 100,000 followers since I'm so known. And that's because I cannot live my life as a content, like a soul scripted content creator i'm not scripted i'm not gonna say do this do this because it's funny and people gonna love it i'm not doing that we yeah. capture authentic content if it's not there if it's not funny then so be it you know what i mean i'm just i'm gonna capture my life and that's what i did isaiah caught a, a piece of my life that wasn't even meant to be funny wasn't meant to be captured but it was captured and i shared it and it <laughs> took off like it did so no. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, okay. First of all, there is, well, the fact that that happened means that, I mean, whether or not you really want to replicate that, but there is something in what happened in there mm-hmm. that's like, hey, there is power in vulnerability. There is power in right. ordinariness. There is power in relatability. Right. You know, which, which, which kind of like going through your feed, I'm like, yeah, you're, so, um, from looking at your feed coming from like a, like a, uh, like a social media curator enthusiast, I I, I really get the the the, um, the vibe that you're just very relatable mm-hmm. person living his everyday life. Right, you love it's your wife. Life. I mean, from what I've seen, you really love your wife, which is beautiful because I feel like I love your wife too from seeing that post. You know? <laughs> um, Thank you. And then your family and. I do think though. I mean, I actually just like a lot of these questions are not part of the interview anymore. But um, no, you're good. If you need help with um, if you, if you need help with just kind of like managing like how to position yourself on Instagram, I definitely let you know. We'll talk. Let, we'll no, definitely. let's talk. No, no, because I'm I'm interested because I know that there's a way to because with especially with you with what you've done, which we'll talk about right. in a second. With what you've done, you've kind of, I guess, also raised your vibration like. Your upper your upper limit by so much, so that right. I I feel like it does come. It actually does come with a certain responsibility with you now being a public figure. It does come with a certain responsibility, and it's not to say that like it, it's it's not to say that you can't keep posting your like kind of everyday photos. But I think it's just like how you position yourself. Absolutely, where, I, I agree. I agree with that. It, it, mm-hmm. You know, now you're like kind of like your content now matches with where you're at. There you go. Right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next question is, um, can you, I, um, <laughs> no, it's funny, I already asked that question. Uh, my question over here, it says, side question, who took the photo? <laughs> okay, <laughs> next question. Um, so can you actually then uh, full, go into uh, more details, full details about your advocacy? Because I know we've, yeah. we've kind of discussed why it happened and how it happened, but why, like, why is this important? It's important. It's, I think it's, I think at times people think it's, I'm just solely out here advocating for changing tables. I think it's so much deeper than installing a plastic a plastic product in a restaurant to change your diaper. First off, that's what we're doing. 
but it also adds value to relationships between mom and daughter, mom and son, dad and daughter, dad and son. Um, it takes that time of changing your diaper, the child's diaper. It's giving them bonding moments. And I mean, that's the time where children, when they are vulnerable at the changing table, getting changed, they feel protected, they feel cared about, they feel secure. They parents over them changing their diaper, singing songs, whatever that looks like. And that child feels comfortable knowing that mom and dad is right there taking care of me. So that's number one. Number two, it's just, it's deeper than changing table. We are here trying to change the way the world views dads. I mean, if it's, if I can put a campaign in around, I don't know why I would call it, but when dads have children, you know, mom is in the hospital and dad is sitting right there. A ton of nurses come in to give mom pamphlets about breastfeeding and latching and lactation. And this is where you can go for support. And this is a mom's group. And dad is sitting there like, okay, what are we eating for lunch now? Yeah, left right? out. Yeah. Right. We left out. There's no support system. It's like, this is a dad group to go attend. This is how you support mom and lactation. When mom, when a baby won't latch, this is what dad should be doing in that moment. We don't have that. We have to learn all that on our own. So we're just trying to change the narrative of what it means to be a dad in the world. There are present dads who are willing to do anything for their children or their spouse they're with. And we need to start showing that and start highlighting dads in the world, especially that I'm going to speak from my experience, especially yes, dads of color. Yes. We are have this bad stereotype that we don't care. We're absent. We're deadbeats, we're murderers, we're rapers, we're drug dealers, we're in jail, we don't have our kids' Everything lives anymore. Else, any, Everything any, else. Except and just being present. Being present. Like, this is what I'm trying to show. We are dads, we're active, we're present, we're vulnerable, we'll cry with our children, we have cried, we will cry, we're going to cry more. We're our kids, and we love our kids. So that's the story I'm trying to portray. Squad for Change is a campaign that brings parents back into the lives of their children and show the world that we exist and we care. That's it. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It is really good to hear, to hear from you personally. Um, So then that does lead me to my next question um, because it's related to it. And what are your thoughts on toxic masculinity? Because which is clearly what I feel like you are trying to unwire with this mm-hmm. movement. Well, um, it's it's a it's a lot of things that go to toxic masculinity. Um I think it's you know, I think just things first of all, we have to break those gender roles. So what what is masculinity, right? Um True. my boys, yeah. my boys are able to cry, um, and they won't get ridiculed. Um they're able to um love and care. And um, sit down and watch chick flicks. I don't care. Watch the movie. You can learn something from it. It will teach you how to love women more. I don't care. You know what I mean? And I just see a lot of men that are out there trying to teach their kids to be strong and and and, and mighty and you know all these big words. And it's not. It's not. It's not wrong. Yeah. But, and then the same thing. You have to learn how to tone that aggressive, uh, that aggression spirit down. To yeah. learn how to open yourself up to love and receive. That's my boys. My boys are strong and they're they are they are strong. I mean, they are, they can knock a hammer in, they can knock some nails out, they can help me change my brakes. But guess what? They also know how to cook for their mom, you know, they know how to clean, they know how to give their mom affection and say, Mom, we love you, give her a kiss. They know how to yeah. do those things. And they ever they even have those conversations when they get older. You know, this is the thing they want to do for their wives or their girlfriends or whoever their person is. And um it's just we have to do it. And I have a book called a, a book of dares that was sent to me. So every day we take a dare out the book and we dare. I dare my sons to do things. And it may say, I dare you to go hang with someone that doesn't look like you. Or I dare you to, you know, wear a female's jersey today. Like I'm daring them to do things every day so they can learn outside the box to learn how to be a better person. And I think once once we lose the word, we, we kind of focus on tech, toxic masculinity and kind of like figure out what that means. Yeah. Then we will, as the people will start growing because first off, one thing I have, and I hate when people do we label everything in these worlds. Everything is a label. Yeah. I mean, like you will never hear me say, well, clear, if I go on a TED talk again or somewhere and I'm like, I won't say I'm a black dad. I won't. It's a label because you already know I'm black. 
And I'm telling you I'm a dad, right? And I just think when we put these labels on people, that's what you classify that person as. So I think if we just learn how to kind of peel the labels back sometimes and just see see what people who for you are and love that person, that's when I think that people will start really loving. I think that's what we're missing in the world today, just loving and showing your kids how to love. So I hope I answered the question. No, you did. No, no, you no. That that was great. That was perfect. And actually, what I really appreciated about your perspective was, it's not necessarily about removing it, but it's really about just flattening the curve, flattening the curve, and just explaining it. It's, it's you know about I mean? balance. Yeah, it's about no, balance. I, I mean, it's okay to have strength and courage, and independence, no, no, and leadership, no, it and yeah. assertiveness. It's okay to have all yeah. those things. But my thing is, give it like it's like, it's like give it a dab of it. Be assertive. And be aggressive and be have courage, but when someone's in a in a room with you and they don't feel that same way, learn how to listen and learn how to learn their experience, and that's what we do. Learn passionate, learn how to be be compassionate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny too because I'm 28, so I'm also like have been working through my own um, stuff, and I've really come to realize that like the math like. Masculinity and energy and mas- masculinity and femininity is an energy, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's 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 just an energy. But I mean, I guess I also understand too that just by like his historical, I guess that certain energies have been predominantly prescribed, you know. So right, 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 right. And this and this, then you get um, like. I hear all the time, and I think we have to stop as a culture, stop doing it. Like, if my son was to go outside right now and start dancing to um, a Beyonce song, he's classified as being gay or soft. I'm saying, I'm like, dude, my son loves Beyonce. Let me let him dance to it. Or if I have a daughter, she's dancing to NBA Young Boy, now she's a tomboy. Like, can we stop doing that? Like, why can't people just love what they love without being labeled? And go back to that label. And it's okay. Just do it. I, Love one of my favorite songs is um, um, what's the name of the song? God damn it, the Dance Monkey. What's what's her name? Um, dance with me, dance with me, dance with me. Ah, oh, that song. I love that song. Okay. Dance Monkey. Um, and I love it. And no one can judge me. That's my song. That's the song that yes. gets me hype. That and is your look, jam. Yeah. You look at me and be like, this is a. A uh, uh, black man, he has tattoos. He should be listening to songs like that. Then you're oh. wrong because that's my that's my song. So I just pulled it up. It's Dance Monkey by Tones and I. Look at the song, Dance Monkey okay, by Tones okay. and I. That's a great song. It gets me dancing. If I hear a song right now, I probably will get up and dance. It's that an old my... song. Isn't that an old song? No, it came it... out. Two, it came out 2018. It just came out. My bad, never mind. Yeah, Tones and I is a it's a um a singer from Australia. You know what I mean? It's just I've I've, it's I've heard of it, but for some reason I thought it was just like a like a seventies or never mind. It's probably re- a re edition, but I'm telling you, you, you heard the song. It it, it goes. No, 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 yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Dante, I am curious, how has your advocacy changed you and your family's life? Oh, for the better. I think it's to the point where my sons are wanting to advocate. They're now wanting to take charge and take lead. And when I have projects, I put them in position to do it. Because I tell them, you don't have to wait till you're 30. I went viral at 31. You have to wait till you're 31 to change the world. Change, okay. the world. change the world now. So they are 14, 9, and 3. And my three-year-old, he was even on a promotion a promotion campaign with me with Pampers. He's speaking on a promotion. So you're now changing the world. So you, at your age, can now see that you're able to change the world. I told Isaiah, my oldest one, why are you taking that picture? Not knowing that we were going viral. You have now. If it wasn't for you, we would not have the opportunity to spark a conversation like yeah. that. So it you're was very heart. important. It was a heart. So heart that really right. So your so your mind, your eye, your your funniness, your comedic side of you took a picture out of fun uh, out of being trying to be funny, but now <laughs> you really start you started a conversation around the world and you sparked that. So it really um, made us grow together as a family, a strong family, and we're bonding and we're still growing. Like the <clears throat> like the ceiling is here. We're mm-hmm. literally busting through the ceiling um, yeah. to get more things done. So we're just excited to be in the position we are in now. Yay. Um, follow-up question. Um, has there, have y'all faced any challenges? I'm curious. Since um, that period? I won't say challenges. Um, 
of course, I said we have had you know brands say they didn't want to work with us, but that's, I think that's, that comes with the the the, um, the platform you have. I'm, I'm never um, worried about somebody saying no to me because I go oh, find yeah. another brand and say yes. Right? Um, I will say the biggest challenge is we were we weren't prepared for the um, the oh, negative yes. comments we were, we we received, and yes. that was you know he's a black dad and. He have he probably has drugs in his baby's diaper, and um, his son is too old to be in diapers. Mind you, Liam was only one at the time. He's one, and he's probably autistic, and that's why he's in diapers. And so a lot of things. So I'm like, all right. And his wife oh. is lazy, and she's selfish, and she should be supporting her husband. Watch he changing diapers. That's a woman's job. So I was like, you know what? I, and my wife, you know, now she's subject to what's going on. You know what I mean? Not just me. Um, so it hurt my wife a lot to see these comments. So we had to learn how to really tone back our eye of comments and try to find a positive ones and just and just go through that. And that's what we did. So I guess that was one of the biggest challenges. But we had so many positive things that happened that the, those negative comments just kind of window away. So we just are like, hey, take it like a grain of salt, push it to the side, and keep moving. Yeah, no, 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 for sure because. It's almost like crab mentality because y'all are like literally like out of the pod and there are crabs trying to pull you down. And absolutely. Like, like, uh-uh, nope. Absolutely. Bye. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So actually, we have a couple more questions. So wow, we're actually going through this really. It's, it's, it's going really good. Um, so just like how you decided to show up in the world with your advocacy, um, what are some advices and tips you can give to someone watching or listening? pigs you know walk down the street with picket signs i don't care whatever you want to advocate for that's yeah. really dramatic but you fight for it you go for it if you believe in it you make your marketing material you make shirts you make websites you make instagram accounts whatever you do and just make it visible um also yeah. go to those, those local legislators you know knock on their doors email them call them i don't care if they some of these legislators are really really rude they're rude as hell but you know what? I don't care about that. I'm gonna come back tomorrow, and I'm gonna come back Wednesday, and I'm gonna come back Friday until you sit down and have have a coffee with me because what I have is important. And your job in politics is to listen to the local community. That's what I'm gonna make you do. I'm gonna make you listen to me, and that's what I do. So I'll advocate for it, just fight for it. But like I said, go back to what I originally said. You stand for what you believe in. You go for it. You attack that, that that situation. Yeah, and also to um. Isn't that original post? That was on your Instagram, right? Like it's Instagram. Still down there. Yep. Instagram. Yeah. Yep. So if um, I'm I'm gonna have this information linked down below, but if y'all check it out right now or after this, look at that post. It's super, mm-hmm. super like there's no filter. The caption is just very kind of like mundane, but it's just like right. just imagine just you know him just kind of saying what he needed to say. His uh, his son took the photo, not even edited. Not even right. cropped well for Instagram or whatever, you know. No, it's right. Like, this was just a guy. I just threw up there. <laughs> the power. It's, it's it's really the power of influence. There you go. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 actually, you know what? Um, I I did have a guest on my show, my good friend. Um, and I found out that he had a pet cow growing up. <laughs> See, I love pet cows. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we are actually down to the last two questions. Um, okay. Okay. So um. So lastly, you did recently um, release your recent book called Adventures with Liam and CT. Please, please, please talk about that. Yeah, so I I wanted to um, start a new um, transition in my life, and I always wanted to be an author, write a children's book. And I thought it was fitting to, you know, with Squat for Change and advocate for changing tables and kids in diapers. But um, my son is now transitioning out of diapers. So how do I transition Squat for Change and still advocate for diapers, for changing tables, but also now advocate for kids? that are in diapers who are trying to transition out to underwear or they were their big boy or bigger underwear. Um, so when I seen Liam struggling, he was like, dad, I want a diaper. Dad, I want a diaper. And I'm like, dude, you're getting older. Um, it's okay. I'll put a diaper on now because we get them for free. Yes, wow. we get them for free. Um, but also how do I start encouraging him to do so? And I was like, no, what? This is the perfect time to write my book, Adventures of Liam and CT, a, a book about my son Liam. And I, um, in a book, just trying to teach them and give them incentives to really potty train. And, you know, we go to Egypt and we, you know, well, I don't go to Egypt. His pet CT, his pet bunny takes him to Egypt and he just teaches Liam how to use a golden potty. 
and name is so encouraged. So now that book is written. He's a superhero, so they travel the world and just do adventures every night. So the second book is coming out in about two months. Um, and that book will be uh, Adventures with Liam and Friends, How to Tie a Shoe. So I'm just giving all aspects of how to teach kids how to potty train, how to tie shoes, something that that we need to see. And also why I use my son is because I want my son to see himself. I want repre- representation matters. And yes. I wanted my son to see himself and, be, and feel represented. Um, and it's working. He reads the book. We read the book damn near every night. And now he's getting closer and more comfortable using the potty because he's, wow. he's himself using the bathroom in the book. So now he wants to experiment on his own and do it. And at the end of the book, we have guidelines and tips or rules how to teach your child how to potty train. So, yes, that's Adventures of Liam CT. If you want a book, it's on Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Um, just type in Adventures with Liam and CT. The link will pop up and um, definitely show your support. And then yeah. the book, every book you buy, a dollar of that book sale will go to um, adding uh, go to adding changing tables back in the restroom. So it all ties back into one full circle. Nice. Is this this is not your first book, right? Or is this is this your this first? My, book? This is my first book that's actually published just, and out. Yep. Okay. Um. Wait, is it out already or wait? I I thought it was out already. Sorry, it's out. It's out already. Yes, it's out. out. So okay. it's at Amazon, Walmart, Barnes and Noble. Um, so if you go nice. ahead and if you go to my Instagram account at Dante Palmer Official, it's in my Instagram account, and you can go ahead and find a book and just go ahead and support us. Nice, nice. Yeah, so um, I will have all the information down there, and um, my last question before we move on to the um, end of the show question is. What are some of your um, favorite experiences with with this journey so far? And moving forward, what can we expect from you and with the squad for uh, squad for change? All right, so the, I think all the, the big. I mean, like we have I had a ton of accolades. I mean, being covered on a feature of a magazine, being on the cover of Florida Times Union, interviewing with Forbes, CNN, having a partnership with Pampers, John Legend side, side on side of me. You would think that would be all my number one picks. I think the number one pick and the thing that really inspired me to move on is when I had one interview. What happened one time in two years is when I interviewed with all three of my boys on a set of Philadelphia Fox. And we're on set, and they're interviewing. My boys sit next to me on their little Fox couch, and we were just talking, and they were going crazy. I mean, they were still – they were babies. And they were yeah. yelling and screaming and talking. I'm trying to interview. And I was laughing, losing my train of thought. And I was trying to be so professional. But I, at that moment, I had to realize, I said, okay, you know what? I'm answering her questions. They're not the best way I can answer them. But it's the, the fact that my boys are having a great time. Like, this is an experience they would never forget. Um, and it's something I would never forget. Um, so, yes, that's when I interviewed two years ago at Fox and Friends with my boys in Philadelphia. And that was, that was a memorable moment. I'll never forget it. Wow. And, and, and moving forward, um, what can we, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, my voice just went up for a minute. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. And actually moving forward and what can we expect from you? Yeah. So I have an animation coming out called lemons. It's also about a um, father son dynamic, um, how a father lost a job and how the son, gives his dad that hope and that that power to really um find himself as a dad to go find work um so it's limits because you know what they say when life gives you limits you make lemonade um but it also ties back into my story of who i am um if it wasn't for my sons like i said i lost my job and i was so doubtful and not knowing where i was not knowing what i wanted to do if it wasn't for my sons who saved my life that's why my boys are my superheroes. That's why I made the book, Liam, eventually Liam and CT. That's why I made him as, looked him at, created him as a superhero. But now I'm also showing how our kids are helping their parents benefit in my new animation, Lemons, because our kids and my kids especially have helped me grow to be a better man. And if it wasn't for them, I don't know where the hell I'll be at. So I'll give them all the credit um, in that aspect. So, I have animation coming out. I have a new book coming out in two months called Adventures with Liam and Friends. That's going to um, be honored and dedicated to Liam, my niece Diana, and my, my nephew Carson, um, three superheroes changing the world. Um, yeah, I have a, oh, I have a book tour in Ooh, June, okay. in July. Yeah, so okay. eight city, yeah. eight city 
on book tour. I don't know why I forgot that. So we'll be traveling. It's to all good. I am your reminder. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll be traveling to. We still in the process of planning, trying to raise money. Mm-hmm. So we're traveling to Philadelphia, Atlanta, Charlotte, Jacksonville, Chicago, Houston, San Diego. Oh and, yes, come to San Diego. I'm in San and Diego. Vegas. San Diego. So you are you in San Diego? Yeah. If, so, if, so if definitely. You, we we, we, yes, we can definitely help, help us. Yes. Yeah, let me definitely help you out in whatever way you need me to help you out. I I I am here for you and well, I support. I su- I I don't have any kids as of now, at least. But I definitely support. Well, it's good. Your, so we are we going to, so it's a it's an author for it's a tour for authors, and now mm. my my goal my partner's goal is to really highlight authors across the country, children book wow. authors who wrote children who write children's books, and this is a perfect opportunity for us to share their work, also yeah. share our work, and just do it coast to coast. So it's a coast to coast. Children's Book Expo. So we'll yeah. be in a city near you in June or July. And I can't, I'm excited to give more details. Yes. Um, one, actually, one follow up, final follow up question about that. Um, do, you, do you have any details yet on how people can donate? Because this episode yes. is going to come so, out on March, second week of March. So that's like. I had a yeah. details to you. So we had details um, solidified by Monday. So uh, we have a GoFundMe that we're about mm-hmm. to push out. We have an event right to buy tickets for the venues already. We are now getting our venues. Um, uh, situated in some cities so out of yeah. eight cities we have five cities secure now it's yeah. better of getting that money raised so we can finally get this thing running because people sometimes don't know that tours cost money right oh, yeah, and i'm not yep. scared to ask for funding so we'll get the funding so we can now support each author around the, around the country and i'm so excited to be a part of this tour yes and and when you come to san diego i'm definitely willing to Almost um, definitely. We need offer help. my services for free Thank to you. help Appreciate you out. That. Thank you. You know, because I mean, especially just like representation in general, I'm all about that. So let, let, let me be there for you. I appreciate yeah. that. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, have you heard of, I, I'm going on a tangent again, but this is important. Um, have you heard of Morgan Harper Nichols? I have not. She is the author. You're actually the second author that I've interviewed on my channel. So I okay, also my interview. And where, where's she located at? She She's in Arizona right now, okay. but she, um, I'm sure you've seen these quotes on Instagram, like these posts, the very, oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely say reach out to her, let her know what you're doing. She has yeah. a pod, she has a podcast that has a big following. And even though that's the case, she's super approachable. All right. Um, shoot me her um, Instagram to my email and I'll, I'll reach out to her. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I will. And, and let, let her know that I sent you so that when I ask her to be on my show, she'll say yes. Okay, cool. Well, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, on that note, um, we made it to the end of the show and we are down to the very final question of the question that I usually love to ask everyone. And that question for you is, well, for everyone really, but that is, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind in the world? The legacy I want to leave behind the world that my that my... The one thing my boys not say to my boys every day is our words have power, so let them create. That's what I say to them all the time. And my legacy is I want to leave my 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 words behind, my my work behind. So now my boys can grow up and walk into that and know that, you know, that dad cared about them, that dad loved them, that dad, you know, showed up for them. So that's the legacy I want to live, to do my best while I'm on earth so my children and my children's children can sit back and say, you know what, my grandfather and my father, you know, worked his ass off for so we can mm-hmm. benefit from it. So that's the legacy I want to leave. Just a guy that that appreciated words, loved words, and left his words behind to benefit other people in his household, but to potentially run a world. Because I mean we have a global campaign. So I want to yes. benefit fathers and moms across the world. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, this, yeah, this is definitely the time for that. Yeah. And the time for all the changes that <clears throat> need to happen. So um we're all super proud of what you're doing and what you stand for. And um, really, thank you for coming on the show. And thank you. Um, yeah. So on that note, thank you everyone for watching the Soul Supremacy Podcast, where we talked about all things unapologetic, all things passion and in pursuit of. And see you at the next episode next Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. There you go. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino. For more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.